Let's do this. Welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Apps. I'm Ariel from Figures, and here are five things you need to know from the world of mobile apps and games. Let's start with games. Remember the other Wordle I've looked at back in January? The game that was lucky enough to ride the wave the real Wordle created, the Web Wordle. Well, the other Wordle hit a new milestone I bet its developers never even dreamed of. Wordle has been downloaded more than 10 million times. That's right, 10 million times. Our app intelligence shows that since the beginning of the year, Wordle's daily downloads grew from around 1,000 to a new average of around 160,000 daily downloads. Wow. But that's why Wordle was at the top in the U.S. In March, the top kind of returned to normal, so the TikToks and everyone else got up there, and Wordle's downloads declined. Now we estimate an average of a little more than 100,000 daily downloads, and for a while there, it looked like Wordle was really here to stay, kind of like Angry Birds. And while that seems to slowly go away, there are a few things Wordle did to hit this milestone and really ride the wave, instead of being a silent observer. <clears throat> Among Us. When Wordle rose to the top of the charts initially, it was a totally different game with a sleek 2016 look. It took the developers some time to figure out what's going on, but once they did, this is what they did right, in my opinion. One, the game eventually got a true Wordle mode, and not just whatever the game used to be before, because it was totally different. It was redesigned completely to look a lot more like 2022, and design is subjective, I know, but I think it looks a lot better now, and it takes up the whole screen. And the most important thing is, they added consumable in-app purchases, where before it was a single in-app purchase to remove the ads. No one does that anymore. On a side note, the game has the most annoying ads I've seen in a non-hyper-casual game, and I'm sure that hurt revenue, but that's unrelated. Ads aside, that's how you ride a wave, and that ride netted Wordle more than $800,000 of net revenue so far, and that's a little bit more than a million dollars in gross revenue, according to our estimates. So, if you're a developer and you're watching this, my point here is that when good things come, it's not the end, but rather just the beginning, and that's why tracking is super important. If you aren't doing that already, stick around until the end for a chance to get a free month of our tools. Moving on, I've been following Twitter's push for mobile revenue since the platform got serious about it last year. With March behind us, it's time to look at Twitter's mobile revenue in Q1. The good news is that it grew. That's the good news. US revenue grew 16% in March, getting Twitter to a little over $250,000 of net revenue, according to our estimates. It's a nice bump, considering the teeny tiny growth Twitter's revenue saw in February, but is it enough for this new revenue channel to become serious? The way I see it, the correct answer here is yes and no. Let me explain. Yes, Twitter's users don't know it as a paid service. They're not used to it, and they don't expect to pay for tweeting or anything related to consuming tweets. This means that it'll take some time for them to get used to it. And it'll also take time for the platform to evolve with this monetization in mind. So given enough time and effort from Twitter, this can become a serious revenue source. But also, no. This isn't really Twitter's revenue, but rather the creators that monetize through Twitter for the most part, not including Twitter Blue. Every other major platform is competing over creators right now. I talk about that a lot in these videos. And most other platforms already have both the tools and the demand for creators to get rich. Twitter has taken its time in expanding its creator pool and I think losing potential creators in the process. And I know, I know, these two sides are very extreme. So I imagine the real future lies somewhere in the middle. 
A sign of this happening will be Twitter opening its program so everyone can become a creator and also adding more features to Twitter Bluen. I think that will get users more used to paying for what up until recently was a fully free platform. As a Twitter Blue user, I can't say I'm getting my money's worth, but I am a believer. And as a creator, I'm still waiting for Twitter to approve me. And by the way, if you like the insights that I share, take a moment and hit the like button on this video. Thanks. Speaking of social media, another week, another app gone viral, or did I use this line already? I'm pretty sure I did. So many apps have gone viral overnight this year that I can promise I won't open with it again in just a few weeks. This week's sensation is Travelboast, an app that generates pretty travel maps to share on social media. Specifically on Instagram is what the website says, but I think all social media will work. The developers call it the Indiana Jones style maps, and I don't disagree. It is pretty cool looking, I must admit, but how many people actually travel and want to take the time to make animated maps of their travel and share them to Instagram? Looking at the numbers, quite a few. We estimate that in the last 10 days, which is when the app started rising, Travelboast added a million new users from the App Store. It's not on Google Play just yet, but I'll keep an eye out for that. Daily downloads rose from just around 2,000 to nearly 300,000 on Tuesday. That's in just one day. One day! The app, which was released back in 2019, saw another big spike last summer, but that spike was about a half of this one, adding just 160,000 downloads, according to our estimates. Although the app is no longer at the very top of the App Store, which means downloads have declined, it's still a top 10 app in the US, so demand for this is still there and it's still high. Many apps that go viral sit by idly and enjoy the downloads <clears throat> among us instead of taking advantage of the opportunity and riding the wave. Which do you think will happen here? Next, last week I looked at how mobile banking is giving traditional banks a run for their money and pun here is only partially intended. This week, I'm going to show you another area where phones are replacing the old world, and that's mobile payments. If you've been using the internet as long as I have, you might remember the days when PayPal was the most popular way to pay online. Although PayPal has a mobile app, that's really no longer the case, and it hasn't been for quite a while. Cash App from Square, which now goes by Block or Cube or something three-dimensional, is now and has been for quite some time the leading mobile payment app. So far this year, Cash App was downloaded by 9.5 million people in the US across the App Store and Google Play, according to our estimates. And by comparison, rivals PayPal, Venmo, and Zelle saw 4.6 million, 4.1 million, and 3.2 million downloads in 2022 in the US, according to our estimates. If you're counting with me, those all sum up to just a tiny bit more than what Cash App got. If you ask me, Cash App simplicity has made it into an easy go-to for millions, and that's really the key here, simplicity. I know Cash App also lets you buy crypto and stocks, but I doubt that's related. Most people don't even know that you can do that with the app. Although Cash App is the popular choice, all other rivals have grown steadily over the last few years. Not as much, but each has a very powerful company or bank behind it, so I don't doubt they'll continue to grow, but they'll need to become simpler. Last for this week, Sitting at the top of the Ukrainian app store right now are three language learning apps that have slowly risen to the top in the last few weeks. Busu, which I'm sure I'm mispronouncing, Duolingo, and Drop are currently some of the most downloaded apps in Ukraine. They sit right next to an app from the government, an e-bank, and an app that alerts about bombings. <laughs> in the last few weeks since Russia's invasion of Ukraine began, downloads of the three have grown by a whopping 1100%. 1100! 
Our estimates show that collectively, the three saw about 2,000 downloads per day before the invasion. And this Tuesday, the three saw more than 22,000 downloads across the App Store and Google Play. And it's not just local demand from Ukraine, but rather international demand for learning Ukrainian. Duolingo reported an increase of 577% in the number of people studying Ukrainian on Duolingo. I'll link to that below. And fun fact, Duolingo developed its Ukrainian course for the Peace Corps back in 2015 with volunteers. And that's all I have for you this week. If you have any questions, drop them in the comments below. And if you like this video, make sure to hit the like button so I know. Oh, and I promise free stuff. I'm going to raffle off a free month of app figures. All you have to do is subscribe to the channel and tell me which insight you like the most in a comment on this video. See you next week.